front when I write songs Talking about having ice on And I could barely keep my lights on And my beats are so sick I should've got a medic But my credit was so pathetic I couldn't afford a debit When the dropout dropped I had to cop me a money tree To funnel anybody who ever tried to funnel me With so much personality What do you want from me? I could be by myself and enjoy the company My life this year, my career is the Lord Bad chick, this award is for Melissa 494 I could only afford this accord From the home of game banging and we all outdoors Southside, outside, westside, let's ride Right B-side, Lakeshore Drive And I'm, I'm Chi-Town's finest Where you at? The whole city behind us where you at? The whole city behind us. Uh, Where you at? The whole city behind us. Southside, outside, uh, westside, let's ride. Where you at? The whole city behind us. It ain't us. nothing to it but to do it. I came here to suck the place down till my body stops pumping red fluid. A town, I've been through it. And we steady getting tested, but ready to fill your bubble when we put the lead to it. Out west, they still banging. Up top, it's really gully. Down south, we get bucking. Turn hearts to silly buddy. Ludacris, I got silly money. You got jokes, I'll be laughing all the way to the bank. Now that's really funny. Big city, bright lights. And many pity because we like fights. Maybe long. All right, welcome again to another episode of the Ryan Hancock podcast. And um, folks, let me tell you this: being a, a guy that grew up in this, that grew up watching college basketball, the Big Ten is good. The Big Ten, when Illinois basketball is good, that's when that's one of the most important uh, programs in the Big Ten. And it's always a treat when Illinois basketball matters in the national in the national conversation and it's also good for the big 10 it's one of the hallmark programs in all of in in the conference and and and, and, and this is one of the best seasons for Illinois basketball since that 2005 final four team so my friend one of my friends who's been a one of my longtime friends attorney Marita Brown Dave Wichinowski, not only an Atlanta fan, he's at a university. He's a University of Illinois. He's also he has also um, he's also written books and he's also a Cubs fan. So I'm gonna forgive him for that. But he is my guest on this week's on today's podcast. Dave, how are you doing this evening? I know you just in uh okay. Okay, it's still it's still I think it's so true. It's still, it's still, it's still, oh my goodness. Normally, normally in my house, it's choppy, but it's really choppy. Like, it's like really choppy. It's like, I can, I can hear you. You can, I'm sure you can hear me, but um, more than likely, I'm, it's choppy in it's, in my house. In my house, it's always choppy, you know, in my, where I stay at. But, um, last night, the Illini defeated Michigan, and um, this is squad's head. It was a great game last night. I mean, that was 
and on 14. And it's It was just an amazing game last night. I, I, I right. don't know I had a chance to win with Iowa. And I will tell you this. I will be honest with you. I, had, I literally had no belief going into that all about it. I was going to go off twin. But what did last night just shows you how close it is. Coach Underwood is. I mean, to go three and zero with Io Desumo out, and then take down number two in the nation like that—absolutely amazing. Uh, just such an impressive performance all around for the Illini last night. And I don't think I've seen Illini nation this excited in a long, long time. I mean, it's been years. I mean, I remember because I've known you since that 2004-2005 season, and it just seemed like that was the year that they finally win it all. And that didn't happen. And um, and then, it, you know, you had so many years of wandering through the wilderness. I mean, you go from the highs of that season to the John Roche era to, to, the, to, the, you know, to the present day. And, you know, there's a generation of kids that don't remember when the world was good really good with Bill Self and Bruce Weber and, and Lon Kruger had it going for a while. I mean, I'm old enough to remember those days. Exactly. It, it really was a, 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 I was just having a conversation about that today, how it's really a lost generation of Illini fans, uh, you know, for 15 years that they've really, by and large, struggled. Last season was a nice season, uh, and this season's been incredible, um, but there's been Fans have had so little to, to be excited about. And I, I'm happy for all Illini fans right now. I'm most happy, I think, for the youngest fans, younger fans, because they finally are seeing what it's like to be a fan, how, how fun it can be, uh, and seeing what Illinois basketball can be when it's at its best. And it's definitely at its best this year. And I feel like this may be finally the year. We'll see. There's a lot of basketball that has to be played still, but this team's really coming together at the right time, and it's exciting to see. I know one of the things, and I know this is unrelated, uh, you and I had talked about the restrictions in Chicago, and we have had a lot of restrictions here in New Orleans. And I will tell you this, Dave, I feel like everyone is running around with their heads cut off because we didn't have parades this year in New Orleans. Um, we had house floats. But they had said up until the first of the um, like the first weekend they were like we welcome tourists to come to the city and we want you to act like a new orleanian and they changed course and they were like okay which closed they closed down bourbon street they closed all the bars in the city they closed all the liquor stores in the was closed. You had to go all the, if you live, if you were like in the um, upper quarter area, you had to go to Barone and Girard to get alcohol because they were like, we don't want to have mass gatherings. And I feel like now I, I told this to somebody earlier. I said like in another, on another podcast, I said, 
you know, if you had to say this in May and June when you reopened the city, I think I would have been fine with it. They decided to do this in right around February, like when the parade season was going to start off in February. And this is when people, when bars are making their big orders for Mardi Gras. And I know I had criticism, you know, I, I had a few criticisms about what was going on in Chicago. I know you can tell me a lot better than 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 I can, can tell me had some issues with what's going on in Chicago with the restrictions. What's it like there? It's starting to open up better now. I mean, they just announced this week that uh, bars can stay open until 1 a.m. again, and bars and restaurants can have 50% capacity or 50 uh, guests, whatever whatever number matches up with the capacity of the place. So we're starting to get back um, to a little semblance of normal with in terms of the hospitality scene. It's still not normal by any means, though. But people are starting to get out and about and and going around. And, you know, we're right up on a year now, really, since everything shut down. It was right around St. Patrick's Day last year when they really started shutting everything down. It'll be interesting to see how many people go out for St. Patrick's Day or what the restaurants and bars really, um, how they monitor things. I still think it's going to be a pretty low-key St. Patrick's Day. Uh, but it's it's good that they're letting people out again and, and have something of a life because it's been – it's been rough here, you know, things have been shut, so shut down for so long, and it's, and it's really been more, to an extreme, I think, um, it's, been, it's been shut down. So it's good that it's starting to get back, but we're, we're still nowhere near normal yet. I think for me, for New Orleans, like, we just now started back indoor bars, like indoor bars, but we went like alcohol, like we have to shut down bars at eleven o'clock. Still, there are bars. There's a place eleven p.m. and there was a place called St. Charles Tavern that closed down mm-hmm. uh, last year. They went out of business. They have been around since 1917, mm-hmm. and the place that I met was spared. Uh, Igor's, Igor's, which is a place I hang out at all the time. Uh, they didn't get that. They didn't. They didn't go out of business. Yeah. But one of the things was, it every time we open up this, open up the doors, then they, two weeks later they're shutting them down. Open up, shut down. Open up, shut down. That's that's kind of like how it's been here. The rest of the state is in phase three, but the city, New Orleans, because we were such a hot spot, right. we stayed in. We're we're in phase two. And the thing that I always point out to people, Dave, is that people like to blame New Orleans for the being super spreaders, but Chicago had the All Star Game. You know, Chicago had All Star Game. I mean, there were a lot of things that happened that were in 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 today's parlance, in today's uh, vocabulary, super spreaders. But the city of New Orleans got blamed. Yeah. And I always, I never liked that at all. And I told someone, I'm like, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a failure of leadership. It's a failure of leadership. I think at all levels, mm-hmm. um, I think the state in in Louisiana, there are people that do not want to listen to a democratic governor, and there are people that want to bring up the freedoms things. Like you have a 
mayor in Lafayette, Louisiana, that doesn't want to, he believes that this is an infringement of freedoms. He, I mean, and I'm like, dude, you all are so damn, y'all gonna be the same people mad that y'all can't go to. And and I would say this, and I know I'm, I'm a, I had a conversation with Roger Myers, uh, Dave, mm-hmm. and you know the sad thing about the Illinois this season for Illinois is that the fans can't enjoy it. That place would be going crazy, and I've watched Illinois basketball since I was a kid, and I've seen how Assembly Hall can be. I still call it Assembly Hall. I've seen how crazy that place can be. And the fact that they have one of the best seasons in a long time, they don't have any fans. Does that make you feel kind of sad, or does it does it kind of sting a little bit? It definitely does. I, I joked with one of my longtime friends, guy I went to college with, about how this is classic Illinois. Like Illinois will finally win a national championship in a season where no fans could attend games. You know, and it is sad. I'm. I'm okay. I've adjusted with it. I'm enjoying watching the games on TV, but also I went to a bunch of games last year and had so much fun actually seeing a great team play again. I would have been at a lot of games this season if I've uh, been able to. And it, it is frustrating not have fans there because I honestly think that State Farm Center, Assembly Hall, I still like to call it Assembly Hall too, is it's not a great arena for uh, for a, a low-key game for like when you have a mid-major in it can be kind of quiet at times because it's so cavernous uh but for a big game i don't think there's a better big mm-hmm. arena in the country i mean it's just it's so loud and raucous when uh um, it's a full house and they're playing a, a, a top 10 team and illinois in the top 10. like michigan state michigan state i remember one the game against wake forest the year that final four season oh my god i watched that game i was dating a girl who was from Ohio, and she was an Ohio State fan, but she loved her some Darren Williams. I had to find her a Darren Williams jersey, and she loved her some. She loved her some Darren Williams. She loved that Illini team, and I was so it was amazing to see how packed that's that that's how crazy this the crowd was that night because they had beaten. A really good Wake Forest team with Chris Paul. Yep. And they scored the first time they had beaten a number one team in a long time in Champaign. And it was – I was at that game. And I've always said, for me, I've been at some games where I think it was louder, but never at, never a game where it was surlier from start to finish. Because that was just – there was just this surly vibe um, uh, at the in the arena just, just from tip to buzzer. And Illinois just dismantled uh, Wake Forest for being number one. And you just everyone knew Illinois was going to win that game. Everyone in there knew they were going to take take Wake Forest down. And it was just such an incredible uh, buzz going throughout the building that night. And it just as there was many times that season, but that was a special one taking down Wake in that game. And just nonstop start to finish, there was just an energy in there that was that was unlike any other that I've been at. And then you have that Indiana game when John Gross was there when they made that you know, title, Tyler Griffey. Tyler Griffey. Yeah. And that was amazing as well. And then you have, I mean, there's been so many great moments there. And it's like, you know, 
if there was like a place that I always wanted to attend a game at, that would be a, it, Assembly Hall is like one of my the, one of the arenas I always wanted to attend a game in. Uh, another one would have been the old. Uh, the, well, I went. To, I've been to the old St. Louis Arena in St. Louis okay. um, because you know I, I went there for. I never went for bragging rights. I went to bragging rights um, the year that Illinois made it to the BCS to the Rose Bowl, yeah. and they were chanting BCS at the Missouri at the Missouri fans out there, and it, it, it's just. A, I'm a Miss Tiger. I love Memphis basketball but it, there's always been a soft spot in my heart for Illinois basketball because of you know as a kid I used to always watch the Alana and the flying Alana Kendall William Ken, I mean Kendall Kendall Gill I mean yep. and it's just I think it's just an amazing thing and you know it's an amazing thing and I know when we became friends back in 2004 mm-hmm. back then um the Cubs were still trying to get to that World Series, and I, that. And I never asked you your 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 what were you what was your mindset of that that year, the 2016 season, and that night because for me as a Cardinal fan, I've been in that situation where I've been in that situation a couple of times. I've seen the Cardinals win two World Championships in a lifetime. But for Cub fans, I never, you know, they never been through this until that night. And I always wondered what was going through your mind that night, game seven of that World Series with the Indians. Um, because I remember I was at Cubs bar yeah. and I was saying, I'm coming here to watch the, the Cubs lose World Series. <laughs> I was like, same oh, sorry ass Cubs. <laughs> and I got home and, that, and they told me that they won. I was like, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. I think I was I was the opposite of sick. I was if I think I'm sick with happiness with that night. I mean for me that was the that was the ultimate. I you know I was I I was 40 that year. I'd spent 40 years being a Cubs fan, and I watched the game up in Chicago at my uh, at my condo with my wife, and my parents came up. My dad, he's a Cubs fan too. It meant a lot to watch the, watch the game with him because um, I watched every Chicago Bulls championship with him, and to watch the Cubs finally win it with him meant a lot. And that night, one thing that I always wanted, it's, I wanted to be in Chicago rather than in Cleveland that night because I wanted to actually be in, in the city when the Cubs won the World Series rather than being on the road that meant more to me to be in the city than to be on the road and it was nerve-wracking so nerve-wracking that night with how crazy game seven was I was you know just beside myself when Madden was pulling the pitchers and messing around with things um when they finally won and and my uh parents had left the street outside there were cars honking their horns till about 2 33 in the morning and my wife had gone to bed and I I was up still and I was on I was on Facebook scrolling through just looking at people's messages and it really hit me then just all my memories of growing up as a, as a baseball fan and all the time seeing the Cubs fail. And I'm not ashamed to say I broke down and cried uh, while it just kind of all hit me there at once, just like thinking about my old childhood and everything and finally seeing the Cubs do it. And in some ways, I think, I mean, the Cubs was the ultimate to me, but 
pretty close second behind would be seeing Illini basketball finally win a national championship. I mean, that's like another one of those things, like I really want to see that before I die type of thing. And that if that happens, uh, that would be an absolute- nobody gonna tell you be able to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody gonna be able to tell you anything. You know, I, I'm a St. Louis Blues fan, yeah. and you yeah. want to talk about? Oh my God! Okay, so I'm gonna tell the story, and then we're gonna move on and talk about uh, your Bears, Bears, and um, just how in the hell can they not get it right? So I, I have a crackhead. And he was from, believe it or not, he was from Maywood. He was from uh, Maywood, of all places, Maywood, Illinois. Yep. Uh, he apparently went to Proviso, uh, Proviso West. So that, but that's that's unrelated. Okay, during that um, that playoff run in 2009, I had watched. Um, I didn't. I watched the, the every year. Here the blues are the playoffs. I'm like, hey, this is the year. We're gonna win the Stanford. 2016, the year that your Cubs won the World Series. I thought that was gonna be our year. I thought that was gonna be the blues year. But we had played two hard fall game sevens. We had beat the Blackhawks in game seven of the first round. Then we beat the Stars in game seven of the second round. And we lost the Sharks in game six in six games in the in the Western Conference Finals. The 2019 season, this team was in last place. We fired a head coach, and we went on this unbelievable run. So I'm like, okay, if we just get to the conference finals, I'm cool with it. Pat Maroon, the Pat Maroon shot. I broke my phone screen because, like, my phone flies off the bed at home. Uh Flew off the bed. Okay? So we get to... That Tuesday, May 19th, this was the Tuesday. My landlord, someone called my phone. It was someone asking for my landlord. And I basically said in a phone conversation, I said, yeah, my landlord, is owe, my landlord owes everyone money. He owes me money. He owes me 50 bucks because I sold him a bike, but he took it off my rent. Uh-huh. That night, I was like, if we just get to the Stanley Cup, that's fine with me. When we got to the Stanley Cup final, they clinched the Cup. They, I hugged everybody. I hugged my aunt. I'm like, we're going to the ship. We're going to the ship. We're going to the ship. I'm like, I've never, I've just wanted, just made it so long that happened. And when we got to, Game when when we got to the Stanley Cup Finals, I'm like, okay, we're gonna clinch. I'm like you. I'm thinking we're gonna clinch it at home. Mm-hmm. We did. Right. And 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 he calls me cuz he So he does blues to the finals. I got I got evicted. I got evicted from that my my 
apart from my house. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he basically told me out. He gave me two weeks. So, when the Blues got to stand for the Game 7 of that Stanley Cup Finals, I'm like, we just, we, look, I'm, I'm not, if we win, I'll be happy. I'll be sad if we don't be happy because I saw the Blues get to a Stanley Cup. We won that game. I think when it got to like 4-2, I don't remember the score. It's over. You're playing with house money. And I was crying. I cried like a baby that night. And it's not too many St. Louis Blues fans. I, I don't know too many St. Louis Blues fans. Everybody I know either they root for the Blackhawks, they root for the Penguins, they root for the Flyers, right. they root for the Stars. And New, New Orleans has a lot of hockey fans so it's, uh, it's hard, as hard as it is to imagine. But it felt so good. And then almost a year later, LSU won a national championship in football. And I was crying then because that was like – it was like a Marty, it was like a party. Like that was the last good party New Orleans had. When I say it was the last, because everybody came back to watch the game. Odell Beckham was there, Jarvis Landry there. You just knew it, it was like a stick Everybody came back and they went. That game, I remember, I cried. I remember that Coach O was this guy that I just did not need the LSU. Cup. I was like, we need somebody like a Tom Herman. We need somebody like a Lane Kiffin. Yeah. And this guy, he promised. He promised us championship, and we got it. I was like, I don't care if we go over to the next one. We got a championship. Losing guy brought us home a championship, and that's the most amazing thing about man. Championships, you know, championships, you know, they're, they're hard. A lot of fans don't care to see those things, you know. You know, we've been able to see the Bulls, and the, we've seen our teams do it. But school, uh, you know, you know, you look at teams like, like places like the Detroit Lions, like they're missing it. You know, they they stand football. They've seen a championship. Yeah. But the thing is, I want to talk about your Bears. Why have like why with the Saints? It's the Falcons. Like, yeah. why can't get like why can't get to do? The Bears are a mystery. They really are. I mean, for arguably the best football city in the NFL, most passionate. I mean, some others could make claim too, but Chicago is up there with any of them. That the Bears haven't won a football since 1986 is mind-blowing. And they've only been to one since then. And the fact that they just cannot, as, as you know, they can't figure out a quarterback uh, situation is over, you know, ever really almost in history, but in the since McMahon was, you know, the only Super Bowl champion quarterback they've had, and it's been 35 years trying to figure it out. Yeah, they got, got back to the Super Bowl with Grossman. Uh, Cutler, you know, had his, his ups and downs. He was one of the better quarterbacks. Trubisky isn't 
isn't what they hoped he would be. And now everyone's trying to figure out the next step with things. And it's just the Bears just can't seem to get it figured out. I they they still need to solve that quarterback situation. I mean, now there's rumors, you know, that Russell Wilson be open to becoming a, a bear. Which, if that's actually true, I feel like the Bears need to do what they, they can to get him and actually try and solidify that position. Although that would be a huge huge cost too. Um, will they ever figure it out? I don't know. Uh, the Bears have kind of turned into the Cubs in some ways that they just can't seem to the way the Cubs used to be, and they just can't seem to figure it out. And it goes on and on longer than it seems like it should. And I honestly, I don't know when or if they'll figure it out. I feel like it might take no ownership. Yeah, kind of with the Cubs when they have. I mean, I, I, would, I would say it would. I mean, I would have to definitely agree. I mean, you have when you have like a mom or operation running an NFL team like a mom and pop operation. That's what you have. That that is what you get. I mean, you get uh, you look at like you look at you look at the Packers. Like the Packers have figured it out. I mean, they the Packers have figured it out. Right. Oh, dears. And then quarterbacks too. <laughs> you know, they figured it out. I mean, you had. I mean, the Saints. I don't know what's going to happen with the Saints post Drew Brees, right. but the Saints have been a better. I would say the Saints have been a better franchise. The last 35 years, in a sense, they've been a better franchise than, than most teams. A lot of people don't realize that. I mean, you take away the first 18 years of the franchise, and you really have a winning franchise here in New Orleans. But a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize that. Everyone just sees the ain'ts and the paper bags and stuff. But New Orleans has had a winning football team for like a winning football, like a winning, win, a winner overall. For the almost forty years, you know, there's been bad. They've had losing seasons, but they've had um, they've had an overall record in the last over the last thirty five years collectively. Like their overall record is like around in the in, uh, over five hundred. But with the Bears, it's like you know, for me, if you ask me who's the greatest quarterback in Bears history, I'm like I'm gonna say it's Jay Cutler. And before that would have been Jim Harbaugh. I mean, before that there's Jim Harbaugh and Jim McMahon. Yep. And that's not really elite when you're talking about uh, uh, quarterbacks, you know. When those are the three names you're bringing up. I, I do think the Bears, so they need to get a, a change in, in ownership very well before they win. But I don't know. I'm, maybe when Virginia McCarthy passes away, the – the McCaskies will sell the team, but I'm not so sure. They're just really comfortable with uh, with the team. And it's not like they don't spend at all. They do. I just don't know if they spend wisely or hire wisely. I mean, they, had, they hired a ticket manager to be team president. Um, they, y'all hired a ticket manager to be team president. Um, there was the thing with Mark Tressman being hired over Bruce Aaron. Right. And the story goes that Bruce Aarons didn't do uh, – it was a mock interview, I think, and they basically hired Mark Tressman over him. And we know what Aarons did in Tampa Bay and what he did in Indianapolis and what he also did in Arizona. Um, we, we, we know what he did with – we know what he did in those places. So 
it's like they keep shooting themselves in the foot. You know, they, you know, and everyone else talks about Mitch Trubisky being picked over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Like, they talk about those things. But if you I look at it, like, our draft picks are always crap shoes because nobody knows how nobody knows how Mahomes would have been in Chicago or how Watson would have been in Chicago. I always do think that Cutler got a bad rap in Chicago because Cutler played his ass off. It's just that he just didn't fit the mentality of that city, I think, in my opinion. It, I agree. And Jay did get some bad rap some ways because, like, when he was injured in the NFC Championship game that year, that wasn't his fault, but he got a lot of heat for that. Really, with Jay, it was Jay's attitude and his – He's, he's so aloof, and it, it didn't fit in with the passion of Bears fans. He was too, too just didn't give a crap, you know, really kind of a, um, a persona. I think it entertained people to some some extent, but mm-hmm. it made them made them hate him too in a lot of ways. I don't know. There was there's like a weird love hate relationship with Jay Cutler in this city. I think some people miss him now that he's gone. But they don't necessarily miss him as a quarterback. They miss him as like an entertaining element, and they they liked being frustrated by him. It, it's just a weird dynamic. But he did get some raw deals because he was he is the talented quarterback. There's no doubt, and he did play hard. Uh, but it was just that attitude that I think rubbed some people wrong. So you were here in New Orleans. Uh... Not too long ago, what were some of your favorite places to eat at here in New Orleans? Oh, geez, that's a um, let's see, I'm trying to think. I've a uh, place that my wife and I went, went to uh, also that, or am I thinking of I wish I did more. And Pat O'Brien, love going to those places. I love uh, Preservation Hall. It's one of my absolute favorite places in the world, too. Um, and there's so many great places. Uh, Giacomo's, because my buddy of mine lives down in uh, New Orleans, and love going there with him. And there's just there's so many great restaurants. I've never been to Commander's Palace. I've always wanted to check that place out, though. Uh, but just some, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other places I had Charger Old Oysters at, too. It's been too long. It hasn't been that long, but it feels like it's been longer. The last time I was in New Orleans, Ryan, was the day... <laughs> They're building and they tried to blow it up to get it off. Mm-hmm. The and that was the last day I was at a mm-hmm. bar in the quarter and they had it all televised and the siren went off and everything. And that was the last time I was down. Um, and that's still. And that's still like the rebound side of Canal Street is open now. Was like the e, the lake bound side, which is like the odd number side, is not open. Okay. But that was the last time I was. They basically 
Yeah, so that would have been at least, that had been at least, um, shoot, you probably were here, what, in November or December of, of that, of last, of 2019? I think it was October. I think it was October yeah. 2019. Yeah, that was right, right when it happened, because I remember the day it happened, um, I was supposed to go down, down to uh, the quarter. I was going to have some coffee down in the court. And some told me to just, like, not go to the court. I ended up going home to my house. And then when I found out, oh, damn, the, the building just collapsed. So me not going down there probably saved my life because it went, it basically came down. And it basically, like, there. if you see a video of the collapse, there was a guy yeah. that was trying to run and trying to jump. And I think he was the one that got trapped in the building. Mm-hmm. And they just they took down, they took his body down, I think, in um, I think la- it was like last year when they did it. I, it was like la- like back in the summer of la- like I think last summer was when they took it down, like took his body down. But anyway, Dave, thank you so much for dropping by the um, dropping by the podcast. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Good to talk to you, and uh, maybe I'll talk to you again uh, after Illinois won a national championship. We'll see, Ryan. <laughs> definitely, all right, definitely. Down the podcast for Dave. This is Ryan. Thank you for your time. This time, until next time, we will see you down the road.